This is the Servers Radio Network. Welcome to this edition of A Server's Journey with Rocky DeStefano. Hey, Larry, how you doing today? All right. I'm ready to put this show together and put it to bed so it comes out on the right day. Hey, I'm going to thank you very much for putting things together, Larry. Well, thank you. I don't want to know how the sausage is made. I just want to hear the podcast. <laughs> okay. Good hey, idea. Hey, guys, uh, we want to thank you so much for, for listening to the show. As always, the premise of the show is that we believe everybody's leading somebody, whether you're a parent leading your children or being led by your spouse, as is the case in my house. Um, <laughs> it, sometimes you're a coach leading a team, or you could be a, a CEO leading a Fortune 500 company, but it doesn't really matter matter what level of leadership you're at, everybody is leading somebody. And uh, that's why we do this every week. And we want to welcome you to a server's journey. I was going to say, thus we call it. Yes. A server's, server's journey. journey. Yes. Wow. Okay. Now we've asked for reviews. Yes. And, and they're coming in. They're rolling in on the, uh, how do they roll in? They can't roll in, but. <laughs> We're getting reviews. What? What? Do you have a review for us? Yes, I'm going to try to save you with this. Thank you. So this is from C underscore Stimmel. Okay. And he says, I just finished uh, several episodes, and he lists a quote here, people are more important than policies. What a great start. Crucial points that usually start with great stories about employees or coworkers. As they say, stories are important. Great information. Hmm. So we want to thank uh, C underscore Stimmel for giving us that review. And uh, we uh, welcome all and any feedback. Fantastic. Now, I understand we have a, a guest on the program today. Yeah, we do. Uh, we have a Mr. Joel Johnson, mm-hmm. and he works with the Alumni Affairs at Southeastern University. Now, how did you meet him? So uh, he is, uh, well, he's a friend now, but he began as a friend of a friend but uh, I watched his social media feed, uh, mm-hmm. most notably Facebook, and I just began to see some amazing things that he was doing with the alumni from Southeastern University. Just some very creative ways to make them feel served and feel important, and I uh, just became impressed. So I reached out to him, and we've had a chance to get to know each other a little bit, and uh, I think you'll find some pretty good information from him. Okay, we'll hear from Joel in just a little bit. But first, we want to start with your favorite subject. Epic Moments in Leadership. You know, we find most of this information on the American Express Small Business Open Forum. We want to thank American Express for that. Absolutely. Great, great content. Every time I use my card, I say thank you, American Express. I don't think think that's true. You don't? (laughs) Yes, because you're charging stuff. Nobody likes to charge stuff. Oh, I do. Really? Oh, yes. Okay. Tell Can me I, your secret. I don't have to carry cash, and I just, I, it's, back when I was working at Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois, one thing happened. I was paid monthly. I mean, once a month. Gosh. Which sounded ridiculous, but I found it to be the most exciting thing because I got this big sum of money. I knew what I had to do, knew what my bills were. Paid them and got through the next month. And then wine, women, and song. Yes, right? yes. <laughs> That's why I'm here today. In Peoria. <laughs> yeah. Now, I I charge everything. I'm gaining miles on a certain aircraft ah. that I can fly away on, and it saves me money that way. And yep. I know what my bills are at the end of the month, and I pay one bill, and I 
as long as you pay the bill. Uh, okay, that's okay. the trick. Yes. Okay. Now, so that I'm 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 definitely with you that if you're paying the bill. Oh yes. Oh no. I'm not like overcharging anything. No, no, no. Um I uh, you know, confessional. Yes, I lived through that before. Yes. And and I don't want to do that again. Yeah, so I think many of us have. Yeah. So. But yeah. Yes, it's take care of the bills and have no bills. So, Anyways, we want to thank the American Express Small Business Open Forum <laughs> yes, for, as I am reigning Larry in. That almost never happens. Larry normally has to rein me in. Oh, you're reining me in? I'm trying to, right? Yeah. Is, is it sprinkling? So, so, so tell us what, what we've got today for Epic Moments. Well, Sun CEO fights for uh, internet transparency. All right. So Jonathan Schwartz uh, from Sun... Sun's CEO, Larry, he recently resigned his post at Sun. Oh, no. And I want you to tell me how he did it. <laughs> he, he used a haiku tweet. Yeah, this is fantastic. So all mad, mad props to Jonathan Schwartz. And here was his epic haiku tweet. Oh, my. Today's my last day at Sun. I'll miss it. It seems only fitting to end with a haiku. Financial crisis? Stall too many customers, CEO no more. See, and you said haiku is three three sentences? Yeah, three sentences. I think it's two words, four words, three words. And say the words. Okay, let's do that again. Financial crisis. Two words. Stall too many customers. Three words. Four words. Four words? Yeah, it's two, two four, four, three. Okay. Financial crisis. Stall too many customers. CEO no more. <laughs> wow. I love it. So anyways, while he was at Sun, though, uh, he was a major proponent of more transparencies from CEOs. And Swartz was one of the first Fortune 500 CEOs to start a blog. And by doing that, he opened up all large companies to an excellent example of corporate blogging. And, you know, we talked about IBM did that. That's right. All, yeah. Also. So it probably they were probably falling suns there or sun started it, whichever. Yeah. We don't know who was first, but right. the chicken or the egg. But, you know, one of his biggest moves as a CEO was hosting a public debate on the openness for companies on the Internet. Right. Yeah. And another thing he did, Schwartz and SEC Chairman Christopher Cox, they had an open debate on blo on their blogs about the regulation fair disclosure and not only including the Internet or blogs like Schwartz's. By fighting for more openness from the SEC, Schwartz gave other companies and, and their customers a reason to trust his leadership. Wow. Okay. Well, talking about the Internet, one thing that we've done is we've partnered with ACS Creative. Yes, we have. And they created a website for us. When we couldn't do it, well, we could. We did it. We just did it very poorly. Very poorly. Yes. And ACS knew what to do, and it looks so good. Yes. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, they And really, ACS is a full uh, full compliment. They can do tons of marketing. They, they can do it all. But the best thing about them that I found is that they do not play games with our money. So if you're looking for a company to help build your backside That's of right. your podcast, or if you want to help build your business, ACS can help you with that. Yep. Yes. And again, as we say, the website keeps getting better and better and better. We want to thank ACS Creative. I understand you have a guest today. We talked about Joel a little earlier. Yeah. Joel is uh, a guy that I've gotten to know. Uh, he's a friend of a friend. Um, and I began to follow him on Facebook and looked and saw some amazing things that he was doing. 
So Joel, um, he oversees all the alumni relationships for Southeastern University, which is a great university in Lakeland, Florida, with thousands and thousands of alumni. And so I began to look at his social media feeds and was astounded at some of the things that he was doing to make the alumni feel special, to feel supported, and most importantly, to feel served. Well, let's go to videotape. That's what Warner Wolf would have said. I was like looking because I don't know what videotape we're showing, but I thought you had something up. We'll join the interview in progress. Welcome aboard, Joel. Thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure, gentlemen. Great to talk with you, Larry, and to you too, Rocky. Yeah, we uh, have gotten to know Joel a little bit uh, over the last couple months. And, you know, Joel, first I would love for you to kind of tell us just a little bit about Southeastern uh, University. Okay. Uh, Southeastern University is a university here in Lakeland, Florida. It started in 1935 in Alabama. Wow. Um, It's affiliated with the uh, Assemblies of God. Uh, the church, and it started putting out, you know, missionaries, uh, pastors, uh, teachers, and that was kind of its focus for a long time. Uh, And then in the 1940s, they moved to Lakeland, Florida, and our first campus here in Lakeland was an old military air base that we actually shared with the military for a while. Uh, And then they built this uh, really great campus here on Longfellow Boulevard. and when I came here as a student in the 19, late 80s and early 90s, uh, it had expanded to have a really strong education program, and but still focusing on that pastoral ministries and, and all of that. And now that vision for, you know, working for the kingdom has grown into so many different majors. We now have seven separate colleges on campus, uh, all of them focused on, you know, spreading the 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 call of, of Christianity around the world, but still top-notch education. It's, wow. it's an incredible place to be. Yeah. We, I, you know, recently I had a chance to visit and I was overwhelmed with just how beautiful the campus was. And I noticed the architecture was, was pretty, pretty special. Actually, it seemed more like a resort than a college. You know, that's, that's a great thing you just said. When my son came back to school here in 2013 and we came to visit, and I was like, Warren, this is such an incredible place. And we use that same word, the resort that right. you mentioned. And the, our students are blessed to, to live on this campus. Now, did it look that way when you went to school there or has it changed quite a <laughs> no, bit? No, no. It was about half the size. Right. And, um, you know, our buildings then were a lot of cinder block buildings, you know, painted. Uh, it was a wonderful place to be, but it didn't look like it does now. Right. And, and a beauty of the school now is... The, the heart of it that existed when I was here and those before me were here still exists. And now it just looks amazing yes. as it is amazing. Yes. So now what was your major when you went there? I was an education major, uh, secondary ed, social sciences, and I was um, endorsed in grades 6 through 12. And I had a dream of teaching history or government, economics, any of those types of things, and coaching as well. Wow. So you like economics. You like... so. Yeah, I will not get political, even though I want to, because I always like to talk to anybody who likes economics and ask them who they supported. But I will not do that because Larry, okay, will, okay. Larry, Larry will kill me if I do. But no, I won't. Okay. <laughs> so, so talk about your job. What does your job entail? Well, right now, as the director of alumni relations, I have, you know, about fifteen thousand alumni. Wow. That. 
I'm able to communicate with, which, which seems quite intimidating. Um, and I'm, and at first I was like, how do I do that? Uh, but my, my job is to engage them personally, um, and just make them feel like they're a constant presence and connectedly connected constantly to the campus. Hmm. Um, just by letting them know about events going on, different things. Um, yeah, I also have a big responsibility and some fundraising um, as well. Uh, but I know I cannot do that without engaging them uh, sure. on a personal level. If they're not connected, they're not going to give back. Oh, so, absolutely, yeah. Uh, I want to, yeah, I want to make them feel a part. So, so what do you do day in and day out? What does your day look like? Okay, um, I come in in the morning, and I've got a student worker who works with me, who's. Uh, kind of responsible for some of the administrative stuff, and we check the you know the emails and and the alumni who checked in about our alumni association or getting their alumni email set up, and we do that. And then the rest of my day is you know I'm on the phone a lot, talking to alumni, planning events, planning visits to go meet with them at their businesses or their home, so- um, and then being personal with them and getting to know them, hearing their stories. And then we put it together, and, and we put a lot of that out on our social media. So now you say that you support 15,000 alumni, which is a, it's a pretty shocking number. It's quite a lot of people. How, um, how do you uh, hear about, like, ones that you maybe lost touch with? Like, is there a process you have to find maybe alumni that have disappeared a little bit? Yeah, that's a great question. And my particular era... That graduated in the early 90s was very disconnected for a long time so I'm trying to find my peers in a, in a big way um, and we have a database that has all the information from when they were students but that's changed a ton sure yeah so it's a lot of social media hunting um, no, finding friends and getting the contact information from them yeah and I'm just gonna... just hunting really yeah, it's almost like uh, detective work, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. So, do you um, do you feel like the you know you mentioned that the the kids who graduated in the '90s? Do you feel like there's a reason why maybe they were disconnected to Southeastern? Had they moved away, or uh, is there some prevailing reason why maybe they just lost touch? Um, a lot did move away. When I was a student here, we had a lot of students from Michigan, Ohio, Northeast. Um, you know, coming to Florida is a great option oh, yeah, absolutely. for students up north. Yep. Um, and they went back, and if you don't come back to your alma mater in the first few years, you're not coming back. Hmm. And so they just gradually over time fell off the list of communication, and I'm trying to get them back. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So how many kids were going to school there when you were there in the 90s? When I was here one year, we broke a thousand, okay, and so, it was a huge celebration. So you probably feel like you know, knew, or or at least can recognize most of the people that were in school at that point. Yeah. Yes. So that helps. Hmm. Okay. So talk mm-hmm. talk about ways that you serve them now, because I, I I've been looking at your social media presence. Looks like you guys do a lot of events, um, and uh, I'm just curious about what what you've done since you've been back to Southeastern. Okay. Um, first thing was we sat down with the executive vice president, the director of advancement, and we diagnosed the problem. There is no ongoing relationship with a lot of alumni. And social media is one of the easiest 
and least expensive ways to do that. Sure. So, so we created a week-long program. Um, Mondays, we would do a focus on our Facebook page on a particular alum. We would write up a story about them. We'd research it, have some pictures. And then we would share that also on Instagram, Twitter, all of that. And that got a huge response. Oh, that's great. And we've been very intentional on getting alumni from different decades, different eras, ages, you know, males, females, all, all branches of it to, to really reach out to all the alumni. And then we also discovered so many of our alumni have never been back. And as you pointed out, we have an amazing campus. So we do a Facebook live video every Tuesday focusing on one particular part of campus. About seven to ten minutes, we have a host from that department walk us through, sometimes a student, coach, professor, and the alumni watch live and they ask questions and they get involved and very successful. Do you guys have any and, uh, not- notable uh, graduates like alumni from Southeastern? We do. Um, right now, we have a recent graduate who, uh, her name is Kristen Ludlow, and she is the host of NBA Inside Stuff oh, with yeah. um, Grant Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually uh, watched that program. Yeah, pretty cool. she's really good, and she's starting to do a lot of NBA work right now. So have you b- had been successful yet in, in kind of reattaching her to Southeastern? She has been back a few times and spoken at our a uh, couple events here on campus. She was featured in our alumni magazine last winter, um, and she's really done some good stuff reaching out to some of our students. That's great. That's great. I always love to hear when people give back because, you know, college is such a, an important part of your life, and for me it was kind of the the period of my life where I really cemented in who I was and what I believed um, and, mm-hmm. and of course, I met my wife there too, which sure helped. That yeah, <laughs> I think you met your wife too on campus, or did you guys know each other? Before? Well, we actually met in high school. Yeah, and uh, we started dating our senior year of high school, and then all through college, and got married our senior year of college. Oh, that's awesome. So now, talk about. I I saw that you guys had a recent event, and I I want to say it was like at a sporting event. Um, yes. So talk about that. Like, why do you do okay. that? What do you um, hope to gain by doing those events? We we had an event at a Tampa Bay Rays game, and we rented out us, and we invited alumni and friends, and we wanted to get as many local alumni to come. Our our university baseball team had just won the NAI World Series championship, so we invited them, and the coach and the trophy was there, and everything. That's cool. Um, and it ended up just being an incredible event of alumni, faculty, staff, uh, the coaches, friends of the university, some corporate sponsors were there. And we ended up with about a, about 90 people sharing a suite together. Oh, that's great. And it was just a great time of engagement. I met people I'd never seen before. Wow. Talked to them on social media, but then I got a face-to-face. <laughs> and, and that's a win. Yeah, absolutely. I And like you say, the more times that you're able to touch and shake hands with a person, talk to them face-to-face, mm-hmm. the more engaged they can become back to the university. Rocky, it sounds like Southeastern Southeastern was about the size of school you went to. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. We went to a similar. I went to Berry College up in Rome, Georgia, and um, it was... Great place. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful campus. When I was there, it was probably around 1,800 kids, and uh, now it's 
probably around 3,000. But now, Southeastern, do you have over 5,000 currently going, like actually physically going to school there? Right right now, living on campus, we have 2,700. Taking classes on campus is 3,500. Okay. And then this is remarkable. We have 120 extension sites around the country. Jeez. And our total student body is over 8,000 students. Wow, that's amazing. So now when they um, have campuses that are all over the country, do they tend to specialize in one field? Or are they um, open some to of them, Some of them focus on like the first two years, and then the students try to come here their last, their third and fourth year. Um, and then a lot of ministry students are at those extension sites. A lot of them happen to be on church campuses. Wow. So do you have any in Orlando? I'm trying to, I, I just went blank on that one. <laughs> well, I, you know, I was kind of thinking because Larry could always use another degree, and I think Larry could, could okay. do well. So. <laughs> I need Well, we do degree. have some online stuff, Larry. All right. I I have a hard time being online and learning, so that would might be that might be a challenge for me. That might be a good way to start. That's right. See, okay, maybe well, I could we'll, learn we'll a lot more. Yeah. Hey, uh, Joe, I was wondering about because you know our show is a lot about being a servant leader and and serving those mm-hmm. that you uh, uh, you know employ. And for you, it's not really people that you employ; it's this huge alumni base. So have you yes. learned uh, or maybe some, some ways that you felt like you've been able to serve them well? And I know I'm putting you yes. in a spot um, here. So. Biggest thing is listening, uh, finding out what their needs are. And, and a big thing I learned that I did not expect is that our, our younger alumni want to have something where they can continue learning and continue their education. And they want to partner with with my my office and and just find ways to to keep networking to keep learning from each other and so that's been a, an interesting thing for me to learn yeah i i would imagine you're probably a few years younger than me but it seems that with the with this newer group they the the, the need to continually learn is is just off the charts with them yes yeah the days of alumni graduating and that's enough. Yeah. And giving back to the school are done. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, we have to find ways to keep them engaged and learning and, and involved. Yeah. You know, I felt like when I graduated from school, first of all, I was ready to be graduated. I was, you know, I was done learning, at least in my mind, I was done learning. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I've always uh, respected and supported my school just because that was my school. But you're right, there's a different yeah. level of engagement now, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to go at it different ways depending on the age of the alum. Yeah, I can definitely see that. So mm-hmm. so what is uh, what is the thing maybe that, or a couple things that you love about your job? I love hearing what the alumni are doing. Um, you know, I, I get paid to talk to people in a, in a relational way which is so rewarding. Um, you know, I've had alumni cry on the phone about heartbreaks that they've dealt with. Um, and I've had people call me to let me know that the job they've been trying to get, they just got. Oh, wow. And so that's been, that's been great. And then I get to share that story with, with their fellow alum. Yeah. And that, it just encourages the whole community. 
And and that's probably the greatest way to serve others is just by learning and listening to what's important and and the struggles that that struggles and also triumphs that they're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and a hard part has been, I get some questions that I can't fix. Yeah, I'm sure. And and that's tough, you know. And and I've made I've I've only just apologized. But it's hard to accept. Make it right. Yes, I'm sure that would be very difficult. So, um, talk about a little bit about uh, how you got here. Talk talk a little bit about growing up, where you were raised, and um, type mm-hmm. of family maybe, and then what what brought you to okay. Southeastern. Well, I was born in Connecticut, the half that likes Boston. <laughs> so, New York is not a popular place in my family. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, Boston, um, I, I can say this. New York, I think, has won one championship recently, and Boston's won several. I think you guys are up to like yes, four yes. or five. So you guys have some serious yeah. bragging rights right now. Yes. Right now it's been good. My early years were tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I was Help born there. Know. My dad retired when I was seven. Wow. He was 49 years old, and he retired. I need to be in his plan. I'm not going to make that happen. Yeah, I need to be in his plan. <laughs> yeah, I have one year to go, and I'm not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a um, one year past, and Florida. it's too oh. late for me. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe I... Uh, we moved to Florida. So, we moved to Florida, and my grandparents were living down there. What? No, wait. We, we, I got a high... You, you kind of cut out there. What, when did you move to Florida? When I was seven. It was 1977. Okay, yeah, so... So that was uh, the old days of Florida, where it was still quaint and small. Where did you move to? We lived in Punta Gorda, Florida. Oh, geez. Um, and then moved to Port Charlotte, the town next to it. And uh, it was a very much a retirement community. Yep. And a snowbird community. Yeah, I, I grew up in, or I moved to Naples, which is a similar community yeah. to Punta yep. Gorda and Port Charlotte. Oh, yeah, you know, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot, a lot of blue-haired um, people. Yeah, you guys are West Coasters. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, I went to a Christian high school in Port Charlotte, and that's where I met my wife, Sandy. And she went to Southeastern. I did not. I started at Messiah College in Pennsylvania. Yes. And a series of events, mostly my own fault. It did not work out real well. And like, uh... I came back to Florida. And started the next year at Southeastern. So how, and it how long were you uh, in Pennsylvania? One semester. And was that like, uh, if I remember correctly, you were uh, you went to play baseball? Is that correct? At at Messiah, I was actually going to do soccer and baseball. Oh, cool! And the first day of soccer camp, I dislocated my ankle. Oh no! And I didn't study. <laughs> didn't do anything. I just lost interest. Yeah, and that probably did not and help your uh, your uh, time there. No, no, and my dad was like, "Not going to happen." Yeah. So I I learned a very valuable lesson in life that you can't just check out. Yes. Now you said Southeastern changed your life. What happened there? Well, when I was here, um, I met some coaches and faculty members who were I, I firmly believe right at this time. Right before I came to Southeastern, my family suffered a terrible tragedy 
um, I lost a brother and his wife and their two children in a car accident. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. And it was was terrible. Um, but amazing things happened since then. My soccer coach here at Southeastern asked me, he said, uh, what's wrong? He goes, I can just tell something's not right. And I told him the story and I told him my brother's name. He goes, Charlie Johnson, who went to the King's college in New York. I was like, yeah. He played against my brother for four years in college. Oh, they gosh. knew each other. Uh, they were friends. Wow. And and the coach, it was his first year at school, my first year at school. And and he just helped me through a tough, tough time. Wow, that must and, have been uh, awesome to have somebody who knew your brother. Yes, yeah, at that point in time, it was huge. It really was. Uh, well, I'm very sorry to hear about your brother. And all my friends through life and... Uh, and now so many of us have gone into teaching and coaching and just continued that line of investing. So now did, did, did you play soccer uh, all, all your time at Southeastern? At Southeastern, I played soccer and baseball the entire time I was here. Wow. That's I awesome. did do basketball one year, but I cheered a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so now do you, do you miss uh, coaching or do you miss playing sports? Um, I kind of miss playing sports, but I just can't. Yeah. The body won't let me anymore. <laughs> yes. um, I've I've always been coaching. I've coached every year for the last twenty five years. I've coached baseball. Oh, great! Uh, I did fifteen years as a college head coach, and then ten in high school. And I am coaching at a private school here in town. Okay, so you're doing uh, both the alumni and you're still coaching too. Yes. So you're a very busy yes. guy then. On sometimes too busy, my wife would say. Yeah, yes. We've heard that before. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> and now you uh, have two two children, right? I have four. Four, wow. Uh, okay. I have two here at Southeastern. Okay, that's where I got confused. So talk about your kids. Yeah, How yeah. old are they, and what are they doing? All right, my, my oldest, Warren, just graduated from Southeastern. He's now a graduate assistant here at the school, working in the athletic department. Um, for sports information. He's working on his MBA, and he was a part of the very first football team that ever played here. Oh, wow. That's and awesome. he was on that group for five years, and, <clears throat> and super proud of him for that. Um, uh, second son, Dylan, kind of trying to figure life out right now. He tried college for a bit, but it's not his thing. I and understand. he's been working at a Christian camp in Tennessee for the last couple of years. Oh, awesome. And uh, And trying to figure out what's next. And then my daughter, Amberly, is a sophomore here at Southeastern working in graphic design. And then you'll appreciate this one, Rocky. My daughter, my youngest daughter, Mackenzie, is a freshman at Barry. Oh, look at that. Go, go oh, Vikings. Whoa. Go Vikings. <laughs> so there is a connection here. <laughs> she runs here. cross country there. Oh, wow. my gosh. Yeah, it's uh, actually one of the prettier places to run. I don't like running. But I do it, and it's a pretty place when you do have to run. Running's so. not good for oh, your yeah, health. Yeah. <laughs> so now, have you been up to Barry to visit? Yes, we. Uh, I've been three times, and it's it's a very special place. I can tell why you like it so much. Yeah. Now, now, why did she choose uh, Barry over Southeastern? Because I would imagine there was a certain amount of pressure to go to Southeastern. <laughs> um, and and truthfully, it ended up being a very easy decision for her. The specific major she was looking for. Southeastern did not have, and Barry has an amazing chemistry department. Yeah, they do. 
So she had my blessing. That's good. That's awesome. Well, you know, we've really appreciated getting to know you some, and uh, we, we have uh-huh. one we have one last thing that we always do. I'm sure you've heard it before, but we call yep. it this one or that one. And so we're going to um, kind of quiz you a little bit just to see uh, or learn a little bit more about you. So, Okay. All right. So uh, first question we ask is, do you like Elon Musk or Richard Branson? Um, I'm going to go with Richard Branson. Yeah. Elon Musk just got removed. I just think from, I'd rather hang out with him. Yeah. I, I, I was just informed that Elon uh, was asked to leave Tesla a little bit. So Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> wow. you're probably safe to pick Richard Branson. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Richard's got quite a rep himself. Yeah, so. he does. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, uh, Steve Jobs or Bill Gates? Oh, I like Steve Jobs' stuff better. Yep. But I I love how Bill Gates just invests in everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems like I, I would have liked to have grabbed a drink with Steve Jobs. I think he'd be more interesting. If you like if you like fruit juice or something. Yeah, but that's okay. I yeah, like fruit yeah. juice. <laughs> but but I think that um Bill Gates just did so much for he's still doing so much for yeah, some still of the doing, yeah. yeah. Uh Steven Philanthropy oh. seems infectious. Yeah, it does. It's it's insane the amount of money. Uh, now I never had that much money, so maybe it's right. That's your issue. Maybe it's not hard to give give, give away when you have that much. Money. <laughs> no, but you can keep it on, and he doesn't. Right, so. and, and he seems to be a down to earth guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steven Spielberg or Walt Disney? Who? I'm going to go with Steven Spielberg. You must be a big movie buff. Yes, uh, the family loved Disney, but Spielberg. You know, we all sit down and watch his stuff. Yeah. Do you have a favorite uh, movie of his or? Um, well, wow. He's got a lot. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, goodness. One one to jump out in front of the others. Yeah. Um, I mean, I loved his involvement with Star Wars, of course. And Yes. Um, you I, know, I just, always liked so the um, Indiana Jones for whatever reason that really uh, struck a chord with me, so. Yeah, I just watched that yesterday. I, well, I'm a history nerd, so I think that was part of yeah. it. You know, if he could be a cool I love that nerd, part of it. Yeah. So, all right, uh, Star Wars or Harry Potter? Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I think people our age prefer Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've loved the Harry Potter and watched them with my kids and the whole family, but Star Wars is just better. Yeah, I agree with you there. All right, and then the final question is uh, Broadway or rock and roll? Oh, it's 99% rock and roll, except for Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of rock and roll. So, you know, it's kind of like yeah, yeah, it kind yeah. of, you know, goes. Because I think yep. if, if if I've, we uh, we share a friend, and I, I would imagine you probably like, or at one point liked heavy metal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> so heavy metal, rap. That's on my workout list. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there you go. Hey, Joel, we really appreciate you coming out today, and um, we're going to have some, we're going to have a link on our website about Southeastern University and some pictures of you uh, along with your bio, and uh, we'd love, I uh, really encourage people if they're looking for a great school to go to or to send their kids to that Southeastern is, is one in a million for sure. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Joel. All righty. Have a great day, guys. You too, bud. So the amazing thing is he's taking the uh, new advantages. Like you said, he uses social media 
to to get a hold of the alumni, yes. which I imagine is a, a unique situation. Probably, I don't know about you. You've probably been back to Barry, yeah, a lot of times, right? Yes, but not everybody goes back to their college. No, in fact, that you know, as as Joel mentioned, that was the issue. Like some of the of the alumni hadn't been back for years, right? So you know, it's a pretty amazing job that he's doing to reconnect uh, with the former alumni. Well, last week we talked about our most favorite Christmas movie. Yes. And what did you want to do today? Well, I thought that we could uh, share a little bit about some of our favorite Christmas songs. Mm. Okay. And these aren't songs that, like, I don't want to hear you sing, Larry. I'm talking about, like, you know, famous singers. Oh, okay. Okay. And you, of course, are pointing at me. I can see the finger pointing at One of my favorite songs, and I just discovered this last year, was a song Elvis Presley did. And what what was the name of it? If I get home on Christmas Day, I won't need soft words to say. I miss you and I can stay a while You'll see it in my eyes when I smile if I... Okay, so I liked Elvis. Now, who did you like? So, you know, this is kind of a modern-day throwback, or more modern-day. Uh, it's a singer by the name of Harry Connick Jr. Oh, yeah. And he's got that big band sound, and this is one of my favorite songs. It's called Sleigh Ride. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling, too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling. And Anyways, I love, uh, I've always loved those kind of throwbacks to the past. And I love that big band sound. Well, and you know that I do shows for England yes. on, on big bands. Yes. And I've got a couple of Christmas shows that are going to run that have feature music like that all year round. Well, not all year round, but this year. It's beautiful. In it's, fact, when we uh, saw Jersey Boys, yes. remember what his big goal was? A horn section. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we love that big band sound. We sure do. Well, I want to thank everybody, especially Joel, for yes, being with you, us Joel. here on this edition of A Server's Journey. I want to thank everyone for joining us. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. That would be great. Yes. And the, the Server's Journey moment comes out. By the way, Foster has knocked out a couple yes, of... Yes, uh, introducing, a, 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 I guess he's an on-again voice, Foster yes. Dixon. Yes, he's fantastic. <laughs> Got some great minutes for you so you want to catch those on tuesday as they come out and then we do the deep dive right. on wednesday right. so until next time i'm your ever faithful companion larry yeah and you know i guess i'm gonna to have to say that you're my uh ham to my sandwich because i didn't you know i didn't really prepare anything so that probably sounds vaguely weird but i'm your ham to your sandwich we're gonna go to we're gonna go with that am i the bread or am i the ham I, you know I'm, I haven't really dug that deep into it. I'm sure there's some psychological meaning behind it, but... I hope it's not too bad. Yeah. Hey, you know, I, as always, guys, we really would love for you to go to our website. We'd love for you to give us feedback on how we're doing. We'd love for you to give us ideas for shows or guests that you want to hear, um, books that you've read that have really inspired you to be a better leader. Um, and our website's a great place to do it. And as always... Uh, 
we really, really feel that we are on a journey here, and that journey is toward leadership. And we know that it's all about how you serve while you're in that leadership role. And that's why every week we're going to share a server's journey. As always, I'm Rocky Destefano. I want to thank you for joining us, and together we will become better leaders.